Welcome back. Hey, Pepper. Hi, Kim. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm really good. This, uh, I love this. I love being here on recording day and it's just, it's my happy place. It's my happy place when the rest of the world's going cuckoo. This is where I get energy and it just makes me feel good. Excellent. And we yeah. hope our listeners feel the exact same way. That's we right. hope you yeah. guys are getting some energy from this conversation. Welcome back to Extra Shot of Leadership. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome back. And you know, there's another thing that's got me jazzed up today. Ooh, what is it? I want to hear it. It's our Zoom event coming up. Ooh, We're going we live. Yes, we are going live. I am still a little here in the headlights with it, but we are. We're joining our colleague, Hannah Zunker. We are going to do some work with her organization, Flora Said Femme. Yep. And I am pumped. I am too, because this was a goal for us. It was a 2022 goal and we are early. We are early. So, yeah. That always feels good when you're hitting a goal that you're <laughs> like, that was 12, 12 months out. Yeah. Here we go. So check out our social media. That's it the should be place. here in the next few days. You should be able to see Kim and I live. We are going to be having a conversation. What are we going to talk about, Kim? We are going to talk about how do you put your goals into action. So it's all about getting it done. Get her done, just like the Zoom. All right. So I, I know I'm looking forward to it. I'm getting excited. The butterflies are happening. I'm a little nervous. Do you have any nerves with it, Kim? Or are you, you oh, like, sure. I got this? Of course I do. You know, it's live. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> am I going to stutter? Am I, am, am I going to go... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> But I say we go for it. You know, we know what we're talking about in the topic. We have some experience with oh, it, yeah, putting our goals into action. So Absolutely. let's go do it. I think it's going to be so fun. I can't wait to see who joins, honestly. Yeah. Join us. Come Join on. Us. Come yes. see. You know, it, at the worst you can do is lose five minutes. You just jump on, you see us, and you jump off. But you, I guarantee it, you jump on, you're going to want to stay on because it's going to be a fun time. All right. So I know, Kim, we are talking a little bit about building better teams, building effective teams. And there's so much stuff out there. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, right? You know, you got high-performing teams, super-duper effective teams. You name it, there's going to be a model. There's going to be some research out there. And right. it's all very, very good. But I want to know, if we're going to be building effective teams, where would you start? Like, what is this conversation for you? What's foundational? I, I think foundational is the culture, starting with the defining explaining the culture. I think the leader has to know and understand the culture that they want, that they need to have in their team. They've got to have some passion around it, right? Something where they identify with it, something that drives them. And if you don't have a baseline culture, your people are probably going to be all over the place. The culture is what gets people moving in the same direction, doing the work kind of the same way. I completely agree. Uh, you know, when I think about the culture and how important that is to a team, that is fundamental. That's a great place to start and really thinking about, gosh, I need to get this team off center or I just want to drive higher quality work, whatever Efficiency. it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's an, a great place to start and kind of start to tinker with, right? You know, moving some little levers up and down. Now, here, here's the thing with the culture, though. I think you can talk about uh, several different areas of the culture, yeah. right? So is the team aligned with a larger organization? Do you understand the larger organization? Mm. And do you drive that in your team? Where do you want to talk? What What is, what specifically carve out a little, little hole for me here? Yeah, well, I, I just, I really like giving leaders some help and some things to think about. And so 
I, I want to target in on that leader that might have maybe joined an organization. And there's there's a great culture. They like the culture. They fit the culture, but they have inherited a team that doesn't. Ooh. Yeah. And how do they, how can they change the culture of that team? And how can they drive that culture through their team for the organization to get the work done? Okay, I'm loving this one. <laughs> so lots of questions. Just, I'm going to boil it down real quick again so I know what I'm talking about. Leader, maybe new to an organization, mm-hmm. maybe not. Maybe they got promoted. Right. And they have a new team. But either way, it is a leader that has inherited a team that is not aligned with a larger organization. That's right. Awesome. First off. What do you do? First off, congratulations. You just got a new team. Yeah. You got to celebrate. Yeah. Right? That's right. Uh, Celebrate. You got this new team. Good or bad culture. That's right. Celebrate. There's a lot of work ahead of you. But man, pat yourself on the back. Be proud. Say, woohoo, I got this job. All right. That's out of the way. (laughs) Now it really, in my mind... The number one thing that I'm going to tell leaders is understanding themselves. I know we've talked about this on previous episodes, but it's a fundamental understanding of what do you care about as the leader? What are your values? What's inside? What wakes you up and brings you to work every day? Because whatever that is, whatever is inside of you is going to spill out into your team, right? You are going to interpret the broader organization through that lens, and that's really what's going to filter on down and set the culture for your team. Now, I think it's interesting because I do think one of the questions listeners might have is, so there's a broader organizational culture. This team is not aligned with the broader. Can that even happen? Yeah, so they have a subculture, basically. That's unusual. (laughs) So how did they get there? How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it comes from the leader. The the leader sets the subculture. It's what is, of like you say, of value to them, what's important to them, what have they been driving. And so maybe you've inherited a team that had been led by another leader for some period of time. But what that leader may not have been aligned with the larger organization. And so that subculture is a direct reflection of the leader. Okay, so yes, teams likely do have a nuanced culture to the broader culture. Mm -hmm. And so the number one thing here is really understanding what is the culture of the team and how different is it from the broader organization. I think the other thing for me it's it's important is whoever the previous leader was, are they gone from the organization? Mm. Are they still there? How will you message a turn in the culture? Are you going to say something like, yeah, that previous leader sucked? <laughs> I mean, what, if they're, what if they're still there and they're still on the team? What if they're on the team? Yeah. So there's some, you know, balance and some finesse that needs to happen to the messaging. So number one, what areas is there a difference between the broader and the, the subculture, the broader organization culture and, and the team culture? And I'm so curious what you mm-hmm. think, because I know you've done this, but I do think you have to identify those areas that need tinkering and boil it down to one. I would recommend one of those things you're going to tinker with for a period of time, six months, 12 months, whatever it is, and you're going to drive that culture, that how we do our business here for a period of time and assess, okay, am I making traction? Is there change happening in this organization or in this team, rather? So that's the way... I will. I would look at it. Mm-hmm. So what about you? How would you look at realigning a team to the broader organization? Mm-hmm. 
I think, you know, I think back to, I've kind of had this experience when I was coming into my leadership role. And I think the very first thing was, you're right, you've got to, you've got to get a, a narrow focus. So it can't be too big. It can't be too broad. It can't be too many things, but it's defining it. And so it's with some finesse, if, if that other leader might still be there or st- still be around, but it's a defining of what does the culture look like here? What are the behaviors? What do I need? And so there was kind of one area that we were focused on. So we did the definition of it. And then it's kind of filtering that into our our processes, how we do our work. So if this is what we're focused on, let's just say it's flexibility or something like that, then you've got to build flexibility into the process. If it's accountability, you got to build that in. If it's collaboration, you have to build that into the way you work. And so I think those two things, define it and then build it into your processes. The next real step is you can't just talk about it one time, Mm -hmm. right? You can't talk about it at the beginning of the year. You can't write it on a piece of paper and have everybody post it in the break room, on the walls, wherever (laughs) the team goes, right? No. You have got to integrate it into the process, the how things work. So, you know, one of the things I think you do very, very well is driving accountability in your organization. So walk me through that. What does accountability look like and how would you drive that through your team? So you inherited a team. Yep. That team you could see after whatever, the first quarter, first couple of months, they were not getting things done. Mm-hmm. There was a lack of follow through. So how would you go in and build more accountability? What would you do? All right, starting with the definition. What does accountability look like? What are the behaviors on this team? What should we be doing? What do I want to see? And then... Roll back. That was a lot. (laughs) You gave me a lot there. So I got to define it? Define it for this team, right? So accountability looks like what? we When we are accountable, we are doing what? What are two or three or four things that we can explain very simply this is what accountability, good accountability looks like. Beautiful. All right. And then my next step was? I'm going to go build it into my process. So let's just say I'm working on a project, right? And I need to know that these things are happening. Well, then there, there comes the project plan and there becomes some dates and some target dates, some due dates. And then there's updates. And so in those update meetings, we're looking, are we hitting the target? You know, there's transparency through there. So are we hitting the targets? Are we hitting our due dates? And so that accountability is built into the way we do our work. Perfect. I love, love, love. You know me, I'm all about culture. (laughs) I'm all about kind of aligning teams, helping teams think about how we work together. And fundamentally to me, the leader drives that culture by what they talk about and what they don't talk about. That's right. And so oftentimes, right, we'll see leaders who come in and say, I need greater accountability on my team. And so we say, great, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about what it looks like. What are the behaviors? How do you do it? And then we leave. And what happens? Yeah, I just expect y'all to do that. Yeah, just (laughs) I I talked about that six months ago. Did you not hear me? Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And so that integration into an ongoing process is critical. That's really where the magic happens. So that that's that second piece. And then that final layer, the cherry on top, when you're rewarding and recognizing when that's happening and when we're doing it well. And on the flip side, you're bringing it up when it's not matched, when it's not aligned, when mm. we're not doing it. It's like, or hey, I need that update meeting. I need that project plan. 
I need us to be on target. And why are we not on target? And so you've got to have both conversations when it's going well and when it's not going well. Yeah, because we've seen, maybe we've seen, where teammates might wait the leader out, right? There's a little bit of, hey, you know what? There's this conversation going on the team and the team is like, yeah, we got this new leader. And they really, they're talking a lot about Flavor of the month. Flavor of the month, man. They'll be gone in no time. (laughs) Just wait them out. Yeah. Right? They'll they'll switch to the next initiative. Yeah. They'll switch it out. They'll forget. So a good leader will beat on that drum, stay the course, stay disciplined, and stay focused on driving that component of their culture Mm -hmm. because they understand the output or the results that will happen by doing that. That's right. And I think that's where some leaders don't understand what does beating the drum look like. Uh, That is bringing it up in those individual meetings when they're doing well, you're giving them kudos, you're giving them rewards, recognition, that type of thing. And you're bringing it up in team meetings. You're bringing it up in the end of the year meeting. You're bringing it up when you're setting expectations. You just keep peppering it back into all of the conversations and all the communications that you have with your team, be it one-on-one or all together. All right. And so this is why the recommendation is one, because it it can get convoluted when you start throwing in two and three and four. And so when I think about changing a team's culture, I see out past two or three years, Mm -hmm. maybe even five years, depending on how misaligned the team is. And in that, that vision that I have for the team, there are these quote-unquote gates or keyholes. I like thinking about them as keyholes. And the keyhole is you're going through a keyhole and it's painful, right? But once you get to the other side, it's like, yes, we got through it. We made it through that transition or that change. One component of the culture, one element of the culture is what you want to focus on. For some time, you get through it, you go to the next one. Yes, And then that just becomes automatic. And now we're just adding another layer. And now we're going to go for another pillar. And now we're going to go for the next one. And so I want to, that's exactly where I want to go. I see those series of keyholes, keyhole after keyhole after keyhole, depending on how big this changes. My question is, what happens when somebody is not able to go through a keyhole for whatever reason, right? They don't want to. They don't like it. It's just too different. It's too much change. Have you ever experienced that? I have. I have. And it it is one of those things you go back to the fundamentals. You just continue to communicate. You continue to set the expectation. Here is the expectation. The expectation isn't that you can stay on the other side of the keyhole. The expectation is on this side of the keyhole. And so I keep beating the drum. I keep holding people accountable. And there just typically comes a time where it's un, so uncomfortable mm-hmm for the person on the other side of the keyhole that who they, hasn't made it through that who has not made it through that they realize that this culture thing is not fitting for them it's not where they're thriving it's not what it doesn't align with their values mm-hmm. or what they want mm-hmm. and so they realize that they may be somewhere else now sometimes it's a couple of conversations to help them through that think through that but yeah i think there's sometimes people just decide that this is not the place and they go explore other opportunities. Yeah, I've been there. I, I remember this takes me back when I worked at another organization. And, oh, man, probably three months. It was very clear the culture of the organization and my value set did not match. And it's like the kind of the nails on the chalkboard, right? We're not moving in the same direction or we don't see things the same way. 
And it, I agree with you, the word uncomfortable, it, it's just, it doesn't, I'm not happy. I'm not excited to it go to no work. It's fun to come to work. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I see that loud and clear, right? You've got somebody who has stayed behind on a keyhole. You stay focused. One element I would add here is really helping that entire team, your entire team understand why is this component of the culture so important? Yes. What is really, what's the value add? It's Why does it like, matter? You, you just went to a training class or you just heard this recent episode on extra shot of leadership and they talked about accountability. And so now you think that's important. I think the leader really needs to think about why is this important? Is this fundamental to our business, to our overall organization? And what what will end up on the other side? Why will this be an improvement to our team? Because that's mm-hmm. the whole conversation here, right? You want to make an effective team. And so that the leader needs to tie those two things together. So let's go back to the example of the accountability. I loved that example. What, how do you say that? When do you say that? Do you, as you're beating on the drum that you, you're talking about with the employee, are you bringing them back to the why every single time? Here's why I hold these meetings with you, or here's why I'm recognizing this person because this is the result of the team. What do you do? I think you have to continue to give the why until they can verbalize the why, because sometimes they don't see it. Sometimes it's it's just not clear to them. And so I would continue to have those conversations, not every day, right? But mm-hmm. when it when it aligns or when it doesn't align, continue to have the conversations until I can hear it coming back at me from the team member. Oh, nice. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's a reflection right there yes. saying what you're moving towards, you you see the switch go on and it's, I'm on board. I see the value. I understand why we're doing this. And I understand this is how we work. Yeah. And so for accountability, it could be something as as simple as there are three projects. There are four things we need to get done this year or four projects that need to be completed. And I know they look daunting, but these project plans and these due dates and these timelines are the things that are going to get us from here to there. It'll just provide clarity. It'll provide communication. It'll provide a page where we can all stay on the same page with where are we at and how are we going to get there. And if it's doable, right? It's doable. Yeah. Is it even realistic? Yeah. And everybody can be honest about, yes, we can knock this out or you know what, maybe we can't. That's right. And so when it seems realistic, then everybody's like, oh, okay. There's a lot that drives alignment, right? Everybody's (laughs) on the same page. All right. I do have one more question. All right. How long does this take? What is realistic for time? I mean, am I able to impact this team and six months later, we are now aligned with the company? What's your experience on this? It does not happen overnight. Six months, it depends on how far off course are we. And so I know that's kind of soft, but there, I can't say it takes six months for this and nine months for that and two months for this. But I think the leader has to have in their mind, how important is it? And what is their timeline for getting this done and seeing it through? And if that's their timeline as a leader, what are the actions that you're going to do to try to make that happen? I think it's a good point you mentioning timeline, right? Because the organization may give the new leader a timeline. That's right. Right. And say, I need this done by two years or one year or 100 days. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is important. You know, in my experience, I think I would say five years I mean, I know that sounds like a long time. Not for for one? Not for uh, one, yeah. but I think for a fundamental turnover on how things are done, it's about five years. 
the team, you, you've inherited a team, they work a certain way, they have a certain culture. And in order to realign that or, you know, enhance it, what I have seen in my experience is it's a solid five years. And it's that whole piece of staying the course, staying disciplined. And when you're going from the keyhole to the keyhole to the keyhole, I do think there's a conversation that says, listen, we have done a really great job through this first element, this Mm -hmm. first area that we focused on. We're going to continue to enhance. We're going to continue to drive our level of team effectiveness. And the next thing we're going to be working on is alignment with our business, really understanding our business and how we do our business. And this is how we're going to do it. And you just rinse, wash, and repeat. Mm-hmm. You're going to go through that cycle. Go back cycle, to the beginning. Yeah. Yep. All over again. And then through this next one, you might be surprised. Maybe somebody who got through the first keyhole easily, maybe the second one is like, wait a minute, this is what I was expecting. And, and you might get surprised along the way as the leader, but I do, you know, I would highly recommend staying the course, being clear about what you're trying to accomplish and not expecting quick turnaround. It takes time to do it well and to ensure that Lasting. it will yeah, endure. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. I like that. I, I do. I'm kind of thinking back, like, how long did that take? And it was years. I don't know about five years, but it was years. But I think what worries me about the five-year time mark in saying that is new leaders hearing that, oh, I've got five years to be effective. Yeah, that's (laughs) Uh, not the case. (laughs) You've got five years to maybe change a culture for this team. But Mm -hmm. for as the leader, your effectiveness has got to start, your transition into that leader role has got to start happening very quickly. Three months. Yes. Absolutely. And there should be some sort of, that's another episode, I agree, Three months and you should be, have already analyzed. You're beating the drum. Absolutely. You're already beating the drum. You've analyzed the misalignment, the the challenges, the issues that you're going to tackle. You have a strategy, you have a plan. You've communicated all of that. Everybody's bought off and now you're ready to go. You go, girl. There you go. Yeah, there's a sign of a good leader. So it's the change. The actual can look back and go, man, look where we were three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Yes. And Wow. This is just incredible. The quality of work or the quality of teaming is at a level that I has surpassed even my own expectation. I would say it's at a level that others can see the difference. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice metric. I don't have to go say, hey, did you see my team change here? Did you see them do this? Did you see them do that? It's evident in the way they work. So now others are looking at the team going, what's happening over there? Man, I want to get a little bit of that over in my team. How do you do that? (laughs) And You know, I think the challenge here is the leaders who are listening is those of you who have been longtime leaders, you all know this, but it is not a silver bullet. It's not quick. It's not fast. It's not easy. It takes time, but it can be done. Yeah. And it's a great challenge. It's a great challenge. And for me, the coming through each keyhole just gets funner and more exciting. And because we, you gain momentum through each keyhole. It's not like it slows you down. We, We have a focus, but we gain momentum every time we add another another layer of success or excellence. All right, Kim, it looks like we've already hit that time. This conversation has flown by. I love this conversation. My question to you is, what's the one final big question you would leave for any leader who's listening today? I would say, do you have the right culture on your team that's getting the work done that your team is supposed to do for the organization? My question is going to be, is the culture of your team aligned with the broader organization? 
Or is, is there misalignment or is there true alignment? And what do you can do about it? Do you need to do anything about it? Maybe it's great. Are you willing to do along? something about it? That's too. Those of you who are listening, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. It is the end of February. It is unbelievable, unbelievable. how fast this year is going by. <laughs> Don't forget, we are going to be live coming up. Check out our social media. You'll see us. We would love for you to join us on our conversation about goals and executing your goals. That's right. And then share it. You know, if you're coming to that live meeting, you think, man, this is going to be good. Don't forget to go and share it with your friends. Share this podcast with your leadership friends. Hit that subscribe button. Hit it. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about that subscribe button on another podcast. But yeah, hit that subscribe button. That'll put us in your feed every week. Then come back again for an extra shot of leadership.